Hello everyone and welcome to the Casa podcast. Today I'm really excited to get into big conversations about little things with these amazing guys. Ethia is in the building. Chris mm-hmm. is here. Today we're talking about the little things that go a long way to changing so much around us. Guys, how are you doing? Hmm. We are doing good. We are doing good. <laughs> Chris just took initiative and answered for everybody. Yeah. If you was there thinking, huh? If you yeah, how was your week? I think I think now my week, my week has become monotonous. Or how do you say it? It's just one way. Yeah. I I want to see your bank account now. Oh my, my god. <laughs> You've been working so hard. I know you've been working like Monday to Monday. Oh my God. It's still looking like a radio frequency. Uh, it's still looking like a radio frequency. Please. Interesting. Mm-hmm. 105.6K. 105.6K. <laughs> <laughs> I like the key. I like the key. I know. 105.6K. It's good. It's good. Keep keep padding that bank account oh my god people have been reaching out and asking about your trip to santorini and people would want to know how they can help so if you put up the bank account big well oh really yeah i mean people like who was the sponsor so i'm going to share a a comment i received from one of my friends she's actually an hr manager at one of the biggest um, aviation they they deal with air ticketing and all of that oh and she's like Oh, there, there's this girl on your show. She was talking about a trip, and I was like, Oh, if yeah, like, yeah, that if yeah, girl, I really like it. She oh, said she was going to okay. Santorini, right? I'm like, Yeah, so when it's time, you can just reach out to her and make travel arrangements. I oh think she can do something about it. Good, she's in the business. Um, you see wow. what I did there? Wow, I just got someone in trouble. But <laughs> if you are listening, um, get your company to start sponsoring a fierce trip, please. If you guys been saving up and working hard, you guys should take for it. my trip, my Santorini trip. I'll be next <laughs> year though, next summer. That's what I'm oh, hoping yeah. for. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Keep saving, and we'd see. By then, we'd get you some sponsorship money, and yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd get all the Chris, would you sponsor? Yeah, I'll, I'll sponsor. I'll try. I'll try and sponsor. I mean, my tribe member is go- is going on vacation. I so know, right? Yeah, if you should sponsor, yeah. please. Okay, okay. Chris, how was your week? My week was good. It was good. What what did you get into? Oh, well, yeah, watching I mean, movies. Watching movies. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Doing a little reading. Ditching your friends. Yeah, of course. Oh, if you are just if oh, you are yeah. just do you under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> if you can can casually snitch on people. No, no, there's no snitching. This is I, I don't ditch on my friends. I don't. You did. Really yeah. When was the last time you heard from me? Mm-hmm. Eight years ago, and, and we know you had a birthday party and you did not invite a fear. I mean, I didn't have a bed, it wasn't a birthday, it party. was a party. You it had a cake, a you had champagne, you had everything. It was a party. There was dancing involved, there was eating. I know Bernard came here, and the, the good people. I mean, I mean, you invited all his cool friends, yes. So, so, <laughs> and do you know the funny thing, if yeah, I, I don't mean to snitch this time, but I'm going to assume your role. The day before the party, I was like, are you going to invite Ifia? And he's like, yeah, I'll send her a text. And, you know, I... I you did, yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I told Kuru that I still don't know what I'm doing on my birthday. Like, mm. I don't know what I'm doing. So, I, I still... 
I mean, you still don't was, know. You still was, don't know what you'll be it doing. Was the morning of that day that I got things figured out. I said, okay, then maybe I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And Please, I don't well, take this excuse. Happy, I beg you. Happy belated birthday. Yeah, so we're going to dedicate this episode to you. Happy birthday, and we wish you all the best. Um, How old are you now? I'm very young. <laughs> There we go. There we go. If yeah, I don't know why you want to put a brother on the spot. Um, today, like I said, we're going to be talking about the little things. And since nobody asked me, I also had a very good week. <laughs> I, I I took the episode from last week to heart and I watched so many movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, did. you told me one. <laughs> I watched almost every movie we talked about. I saw um, yesterday, I saw... Um, I care a lot. I care a lot. That was yeah. a good one. That was a good you one. You guys make me. I, I watched this. a couple of very nice shows, and I I, w- I got back on Designated Survivor, and I think I'm falling back in love with it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. yep. That was how my week went. I worked out a lot with Chris, and he skipped two days, but <laughs> he made up for it on by working out on a Saturday. Yeah, which he normally doesn't do. So yeah. <laughs> it was a good week. <laughs> Chris is laughing. You see the way he's selling you out. Like real, 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 real I am not selling you out, brother. Mm. I can't do that. I'm not a fear. That is a fierce job. My job. <laughs> That's a fierce full-time job. Selling people out. Please. But guys, now that we've gotten the pleasantries out of the way, we know that in life, right? The, the, the little things that people can do to make a big difference. There are a lot of things we do that go a long way and making us successful in whatever sphere of life we find ourselves in. I'm going to start this show by doing something I've actually never done before. There's a song um, on the Fierce T-I-N-T album called Little Things. And it's basically one of those things that inspired the conversation today. So I'm going to play like five seconds of that song, like the best part of that song. For a lot of people, it's the little things, right? Yep. In, in our professional life, in our, in our, um, you know, social a life. social life, I mean, everything. everything. Uh, yeah. we, we, the little things go a long way. Sometimes people think it's the big things, the mega things that they do that make a difference. But sometimes doing all the right little things can get you very far. So today we're going to look at some of the little things we do in certain areas and certain aspects of our lives that we believe would go a long way to changing a lot. But so have we have we thought about why is the little things that matters the most? In in my opinion, I think it's one of those things that is rewarding both ways. When you do little things for people, particularly things they don't see. When they finally notice it, they feel very, you know, it, they, 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 it's more gratifying. And for you, it's the things that, you know, when whenever someone appreciates those, it's, it's very rewarding because it could have gone unseen. It could because have gone mostly, unseen. right, it's like if you do the big things, those are the things that are seen mm-hmm. and those, that, those things that are easily appreciated, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And everybody wants to be appreciated. Yeah. So why would you risk 
is doing something very little that could go unseen mm-hmm. and almost unappreciated. Yeah, what I can say about these little things is that um, there are things we do unconsciously, mm. maybe consciously mm. or unconsciously, mm. and they are not deliberate acts. Mm. So these little you things. You think they are not deliberate? Um, I mean, I saw, some some, are, some deliberate, are deliberate, but, but you know mm. we we don't think it will go a long way mm-hmm. to maybe affect mm-hmm. someone's life. Mm. Like yeah. they yeah. they don't cost us as much exactly, and and that's that's another thing, right? It's one of the reasons why the gratitude you get from them is even sweeter. Sometimes they don't cost us much, but then the gratitude... So sometimes the gratitude is like five times what it costs you. Like, for example, if you walked up to someone and put a smile on their face by giving them a compliment, right? Sometimes it costs nothing, right? But just seeing someone's face light up just because of something you said, you, you walk with a glow in your heart, right? And and it's something I, I like to do a lot. Like, whenever you you meet someone who does little things for you and you give them a list right so yeah someone on your birthday would do something big buy you a cake or something but someone does little things all through the year like every time they see you they make you smile they make you they make your day whenever you tell them about it 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 actually makes everybody happy it's the little things and and it makes you feel intelligent for spotting these little things and also i think as we grow we tend to appreciate it because you know mm-hmm. you know growth comes with a lot of responsibilities mm-hmm. you know so everyone expects that you don't even have time for certain things mm-hmm. but then you make time to do you know something that is very little yeah. Yeah. you see it to be yeah, maybe a, yeah. just a text you yeah. know you know you, you know yeah. you yeah. give me mind i'm just yeah. <laughs> you know it looks like you guys have already started the conversation <laughs> but but we're going to keep the conversation going we're going to keep the the fire yeah. this way but we're going to look at them in like categories right we're going to look at areas in which some of these little things pop up right mm-hmm. and the first thing i and and this was is going to be a little away from the conversation first thing i want us to look at are some of the little things we can do about our finances as young people mm. you know people want to be rich people want to be financially <laughs> comfortable but there are little things you do to get to this financial comfort that people don't notice people think hey if i win the lottery or if I get this inheritance money coming, if I get this big check. But if but we win the lottery, <laughs> we are going to be rich forever. <laughs> yeah, but what are some of the little things we can do? Like this time, not like socially, but in our finances, in with financial management. What are some of the things you guys think we can do? The little things we can do that can go a long way to shaping our financial comfort and security. I was thinking of um, um, savings, you mm. know. Mm. particularly when you're not making much mm. people tend to think that it's only right to say when you're making a lot of money mm. that's what they think you know mm. they're like oh this money i'm making is not enough so i don't have to say when i make when i start mm-hmm. making big money i'll start mm-hmm. saving mm-hmm. i think saving should should be a habit mm. you know and something mm. if you want something to be a habit you you'll be consistent with it mm. like you do it mm. from t- what i you know you're not making much or you're making much you should you should start mm. saving mm. you know even if you're making a dollar if you're making a cd mm. any amount you're making just try to save so you are sure that you develop that habit before you start making the big money mm. you know mm. i don't know how but there's a lot of people that's that's one mistake a lot of people make yeah 
Yeah. They think, oh, the money I'm making is not enough. When it's I start making yeah. enough money, I mean, bills won't stop coming. Mm. Responsibilities won't stop. Like, you have mm. a lot of things to cater mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. So if you think of, oh, this money is not enough, no money will ever be enough, mm. honestly. Because I think, I don't think there's enough money. Is there enough money? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's yeah. enough money. So I, I completely agree so with that sentiment. And it, it's a beautiful thing, and it's beautiful how you put it. Saving should be a habit, right? Yeah. People don't see it that way. But you should save, and it should be something you're doing habitually. It, it's You see, you'd always have an excuse to not save. Exactly. If you're waiting exactly. for that time, you'd have no excuse to not save. It's not going to come. Mm-hmm. So it's a habit you have to force yourself into. That That is beautiful. We yeah. have to learn to save. Financially, if you want to be comfortable, you have to be in a habit of saving. Chris? Yeah, and uh, to add up to the saving part, uh, we you should also save towards a goal. Mm. Mm-hmm. So if if you want to be financially comfortable, mm-hmm. so let's say in in life you you have you want you want to venture into a particular career. Mm-hmm. Let's say you want to be a painter, mm-hmm. and you know for you to be a painter, you you need to take maybe a six month class mm-hmm. to be a painter. Mm-hmm. And you know you can't get that money up front. So now this goal to become a painter for you to have financial comfort mm-hmm. is your main goal now. Mm-hmm. So now you are saving. That's mm-hmm. the, the I mean your financial progress. Mm-hmm. You save towards that. Now maybe after the class you want to save to get some brushes, mm-hmm. some rollers, mm-hmm. and all that. So you are not just saving for yeah, yeah, saving, saving sake. sake. It mm. even helps. You I know? mean, you you must have okay. So I want to be an accountant. Mm-hmm. I need to take maybe some professional exams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you save towards, you that. towards that, and with that, I mean, get you know, getting to the peak of your profession mm-hmm. or attaining the best certificate for your profession. Mm-hmm. I mean, it will take you to your mm-hmm. financial comfort. Mm-hmm. That, that is also that, that's that's beautiful. Saving with a goal. I feel that's one thing that makes saving difficult for people. Until they have a goal, they feel, why, why would I save? Why, why save? Uh, but, I mean, it's great to save with a goal, but I also think it's also good, good to, to save, save, even if you don't have yeah. a goal. Yes. Yeah. Um, this week, one of my friends hit me up and was like, hey, I need you to help me with some financial planning. And so we went through her financial stuff and we we're talking. And I was like, what's your savings goal? And... I was impressed because she's been saving for like years and she actually doesn't have like a focused savings goal. And I'm like, that's still great. That's still a winner's mentality, right? Saving even when you don't know what the money is going to be used for. Yeah. It, it's a really good saving thing. for the rainy day yes yes rainy day <laughs> funds are always good i mean it's always I think if, if you find it difficult to save then you then set you a, a goal, goal. Yep. you know yep. then you need a goal to guide you on you know to be strict and mm-hmm. to be consistent mm-hmm. okay i'm i'm saving this money for this purpose so you mm-hmm. know that whether rain or shine you're putting the money down mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what what are some of the other things what are some of the other let, let me see. I, I have this idea. I have been talking to a lot of my friends about it. Mm-hmm. And I realize for a lot of people, financial security doesn't come easy. And even when people have saved, investing their savings becomes very difficult. Because yeah. people don't... They're not up to date. They don't stay on top of things. So one of the little things that I would encourage people to do 
is to be financially independent, you have to be abreast with the times. You don't have to be a multimillionaire to check what the stocks are doing, to check what investments look like. Because sometimes when you have the money in hand, you make terrible choices yeah. because it's not something you've thought about. Just stay up to date when you go on the internet, when you go on TV, like watch what is happening in the stock market. Be financially literate. Invest in financial literacy. It's a very little thing. You can spend like five minutes a day seeing what's going on in the news, trying to understand, asking your friend, what's an IPO? What's a stock? What's a share? How, you know, knowing how things operate. Because people are waiting to get money before they get the yeah, financial that's, literacy. That's very true. And sometimes, by the time the money comes, you don't have the time and you would get people mismanage your money. So some of the little things we can do is to be attentive, pay attention. When you see something in the news, oh, this bank did that, or that company did that, oh, um, Amazon did this, or, or, or on the Ghana Stock Exchange, Item Drugs did that, this business decision affect just be in the known because we spend so much time following gossip and other things yeah just spend true. some time following financial gossip it would go a long way to changing how you are financially because being financially literate is a very good tool a good what other things do you guys have well aside that i think you just said everything like investing you i mean after you save the money you can't save to be rich. You mm -hmm. have to grow the money, mm -hmm. you know. So basically, it's like investing. And you have to be literate in that aspect to mm -hmm. be able to invest. Unless you want to think of a business, which still you need some knowledge, you know. Mm -hmm. But basically, you have to also invest when you have the money. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have the money already and looking at what to do with it. Like, you can't just let the money be idle. Yeah. You invest in something, something you think is lucrative. And mostly when you're investing, invest in something you understand. Mm. Mm. Not just like, oh, yeah. someone told you this is going on, so let's mm -hmm. just do it. Then you mm -hmm. jump on, you hop on it. No. Mm -hmm. Invest in something you understand, mm -hmm. you know how it works, mm -hmm. you know if this is going up, this you know, you know everything about it. Mm. So that you don't you, you are ready for everything that's going to happen in the future. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. Can we also normalize having financial <laughs> discussions with our friends? Yeah. You know, a lot of people, these are some of the little things that can go a long way to help. Talk about to your friends, about the jobs. You know, a lot of us have young professionals as friends right we are all trying to make a career mm -hmm. some people are friends with finance people people in accounting and they know nothing about their job because when they meet it's all about talking about girls talking about the mm -hmm. next thing like mm -hmm. we don't educate ourselves as friends let's normalize talking about business and plans and you know thinking introducing financial conversations into our normal friend group discussion because there's so much you can learn from your friends if it's not just what's the latest hairstyle in town and what's the latest mm -hmm. gossip like yeah. what's going on at work what do you what do accountants look for when they're looking through the books of someone when you're auditing someone what puts someone in a better financial position your friends can teach you this informal way of getting financially savvy getting financially intelligent is very good like if you were saying you have to invest in things you understand or you know and sometimes our friends are great resources we don't use so the some of the little things is talking to people particularly about their jobs yeah. talking to people particularly about the things they are doing that is making them successful like if you for instance she's very financially comfortable i always go to her for financial advice jesus right? christ <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen <laughs> If 
Kodja is too financially comfortable. <laughs> please, please don't let Kodja deceive you guys. Yeah, let's, please. let's normalize introducing some deep conversation in our friend group. Like, let's talk money. Let's talk um, stocks. Let's talk the news. You know, like sometimes just paying attention with your friends and having these yeah. kind of conversations go a long way to help because you'd remember something someone told you that would stop you but from sometimes you don't even we, be that we don't have friends in the financial sectors and the accounting sectors what do we do yeah but you have friends who are working sometimes people might not be in the financial sector but they might know stuff yeah they have you maybe they've they've You've tried some investment mm-hmm. options and mm-hmm. they, they like they know a lot about them exactly and they can just exactly put you yeah and 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 it's it's what well, these are things that might not cost you a lot it's not going to be like going to harvard business school for financial training but if you have the tools and the resources around you your parents your friends some elderly people around you who are successful just talk to them right it's about time young people started being curious about money and wealth hmm. and managing it and these are some of the little things you can do curiosity right talking to people so how does this work and and i feel you'd not regret it by the time your savings or your money comes in you'd be in a position to manage it right yeah yeah what other things yeah um, to to go back a little mm-hmm. before we can save mm-hmm. you should, i mean you should be able to plan your your income and your expenditure mm. yeah, yeah very very important mm. you, mm-hmm. you should plan it yeah you should look out for monies you can save and mm-hmm. monies you waste all the time mm. Mm. So, so there are some unnecessary stuff we buy uh things we can forego mm-hmm. they are not really necessary mm. those monies can go in our investment or in our savings yeah. books and mm-hmm. can go a long way to help us you mentioned it i think Keeping record. Yeah. A lot of people don't keep financial records. They know their salary, but they don't know where it goes. goes. They're like, oh, <coughs> the money is too small. As soon as I get it, it goes away. What no, do you use the money for? Because <laughs> you're not keeping books. Yeah. Like, bookkeeping is something I feel our generation is terrible at. People don't even know how to keep basic books like basic accounting books where your credit goes where your debit goes people don't know what goes on the left and what goes on the right at the end of the day people are not taking stock of the inflow and outflow of cash and i think this is a some of the these are some of the little things we can do that can change our financial fortunes basic accounting keep stock yeah keep stock basic bookkeeping know what's coming in know what you're spending on people don't know how much they're spending on internet bundles a week people don't know how much they're spending on phone calls a week they don't know how much they're spending on transportation because today they go and stand by the roadside they get a trotter they are gone the next day they get an uber the next day they get a, they get a lift the next day they get a taxi so there's no financial it, it's just freestyling they're just you know, freestyling I, I think, their way through i think as adults your life should be intentional mm. you know mm. well planned you should mm. it should be intentional you shouldn't just be going mm. and becoming like mm. you just get up and you just go where the wind blows Mm. you and then you just you know it should be very intentional you know this week i want to do this i want to spend this amount of money this week you plan ahead this amount of money i'll be making this week and this how much i'll be spending out of it this how much i'll save this what i'll use for you know other things you have to know where you are going because 
it's like you have responsibility to cater for you can't just be going like that and becoming like that <laughs> i like what you said we should be intentional yeah we should be intentional if you want to be financially comfortable you have to be intentional with your financial decisions you can't be making decisions on the fly Ikea, where did where did you go i went to the mall really did you need to go th oh i just saw this shoe was calling me <laughs> and then if Ikea blows out half her income on a pair of shoes Kweku buys the newest uh, gadget and all the gizmos and it's like it's all on a whim like it, it's not something they thought about they just went out and they spent twenty thousand dollars i mean you can be you can be spending that kind of money if you are comfortable comfortable like you are and if it's planned even if you're comfortable you have to plan things you have to be intentional you can't just you know do things on a whim i feel that's one beautiful thing these are things that don't cost us a lot be mm. intentional when you want to spend think about it and like chris was saying look at where the money is going and see where you can cut back there are a lot of things we can cut back on people are like i mean uh, my money is just so i earn just enough to just make it through the month and i'm like because you're looking at things wrongly you save before you make it through the month as soon as you're paid you save then you spend the rest right and that is where you're able to cut back on things when the money is not disposable i feel people don't pay attention to that part disposable income your savings shouldn't be part of your disposable income, right? <laughs> There's the income, and the income is savings plus disposable, right? So once, you <laughs> once you've saved, then you can go about doing things. But being intentional is one thing that goes a long way. Yeah. Like, I have a policy. Like, a friend was asking me, what do you, you remember we did this episode, and I said I don't like gifts. Someone's like, what if I'm buying you a pair of shoes? I'm like, before I go out and buy a shoe, I would have looked at it for like a long time. Like three months at the very least. Like I see a pair of sneakers, I'm like, I might like these. I put them in a basket somewhere and I really think deeply and make sure. It took me like nine months to make up my mind to buy a pair of shoes that were like $180. It was $20 a month. <laughs> while i was deciding do i really need it do i get i'd save up for it you know and when you are intentional about your spending particularly not small spendings but big spending yeah before you go out there and buy yourself that new tablet that new fancy watch that new fancy something be intentional think through it right be calculated look at your financial position and where it leaves you before you make that step it's yeah. very important what are some of the other little things in finance? I think we've touched on everything. Yeah, we've touched on savings, mm -hmm. um, planning, mm -hmm. and investments. Okay. I mean... Um, basic accounting. Basic accounting. Mm -hmm. Basic accounting. Yeah. These are some of the little things. That's yeah. beautiful. And, uh, well, Chris mentioned it, and so it would be only fair that we go. You know, he, he talked about income, and normally people's incomes come from their work, right? Yeah. What are some of the little things we can do at work to be successful, to keep this flow of income coming? Before we get to the savings and financial security, we need a job. What are some of those little things that keep us in our jobs, make us excel at our jobs, hmm. make us thrive, and be great at maintaining a, a constant stream of income? 
I don't even think I'm the best person to answer this. You but to, uh, if yeah, you have like six jobs, oh you my definitely God. know. You how have to, to. You have to do what you're expected of. I mean, mm. you plan your time properly. You mm. know mm. what to do at what time mm. for the week. Mostly for the week, mm. you know how you go about your week. So this week you have this to do. Mm-hmm. You plan out a week ahead. Mm. You psych your mind, and then you try to be consistent. Mm. As 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 what as consistent as you as you yes you have to be consistent because i mean that's where your money is coming from right Uh so after you plan your week you know how to to apportion your time and everything you know you don't have to spend your time on hobbies Mm -hmm. and and then doing uh, your leisure doing leisure things Mm -hmm. you know things that you do when you have your free time because you know you have to make money Mm -hmm. so you try to wake up early you know Mm -hmm. I think that's one trick there would work. Mm-hmm. You wake up early. Mm-hmm. You notice if you wake up very early, you have a very long day. Mm. Have you noticed that on the person? Yeah, I mean, it's... it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it looks like it's maths, right? It's like if you wake up at if 5... If you're 24 and you... <laughs> or you, you wake up less, at 4 you, mm-hmm. you have a very... You have a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, you have a whole day. If you're like... Day is too long. <laughs> like I mean, what is happening? Mm. But you get time to do other things. Yeah. You know, you get time to have. You have time for family. You have time for work. You have time for yourself. But imagine you wake up at ten a.m. You know, mm. and you have tons of things to do. Now everything becomes clumsy. You know, you don't have time for things, and you always stress out. Mm. Yeah. So mm. I think you should just apportion your time when it comes to work. You plan ahead. You psych your mind. Yeah. I think those two things would definitely go hand in hand. Planning. Planning. And I feel we, we've talked about being deliberate. Like you were saying waking up early. One thing about waking up early is you're able to mentally go through your day. Like for me, I like to have a mental picture of what I'm doing during the day. So at 8, I'll be here. At 9, I should be here. By 4, I should be picking up Chris to go to the gym. And he's <laughs> not going to pick up. You know, like I walk through the day in my head. Right? <laughs> and, and and it's something I feel would help you be very successful. Being deliberate and having a plan. I, I think there's even a movie like that. The Man with a Plan. To oh. be successful, the little, some of the little things that can go a long way to making you successful at your job mm-hmm. is doing your job with a plan. No, why, why must you play Chipping. around or like play around with your source of income? Exactly. I mean... It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, like how? That's why should you play around with your source you, of income? You don't kill the hen that lays the golden eggs, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you protect don't. it. You feed it. You that's so it. true. You don't joke with your job. And that's something very little we can all do. Yeah. Like, if you're looking for tips, if you're looking for tricks, just don't joke with your job. Don't mess it up. That That's a very good one. You don't kill the hen that lays the golden eggs. We don't. That, that's, but, but again, on the job, when we get in, I mean, we've talked about planning and getting <laughs> in and but what are some of the things that we can do on the job? If you had talked about consistency, which is something I really wanted us to go back. Hmm. Keeping a standard at work, right? You might not be the very best, but people should know what they expect when they come to you. They're like, oh, if I go to Chris for this, I know I'm going to get this level of work. Kujo, you know one thing about, con- it's so difficult. Okay, not for everybody, mm-hmm. but to be consistent so mm-hmm. one thing you can i think I, th- I mean one trick is is just to do it do it 
whether it's good no whether it's good or bad like whatever you plan to do it do it anyways mm -hmm. what is happening it shouldn't affect whatever you plan to do mm -hmm. you know even if you do it for three minutes two minutes a day at least you did it mm -hmm. you the most important thing is it's right. ticked yeah. you know so oh. being consistent is like it's so difficult you want to think oh i want to get there i want to get there before sometimes it's like you go little by little uh -huh. little by little mm -hmm. to get there if you, are, you just dropped a major key you just <laughs> dropped a major key one of the little things we can do at work is to give ourselves tasks that we can check off sometimes when you're at work and it feels like you have so much to do you have emails to respond to you have purchases to make yeah. you have this sometimes it can be, get overwhelming but if yeah it's like just get it checked make sure when you go to work you have a plan you walk into the office you have a list of things i'm doing at 10 i'm going to meet my boss at 11 i'm doing this after lunch i'm checking these emails i'm sending this out and you write them down and you check them off you, you, we our brain has a way of rewarding us for doing good jobs you and tick. whenever you take that box whenever you check that box it helps with the consistency if you're going to respond to emails at 1 p.m every day it helps you stay consistent and so some when your work your colleagues are expecting an email and they're like okay with a fear if it's not two yet i'm not worried she responds to emails at one people can then rely on you because they know you you check things off you are consistent you have a plan and you stick with your plan so I feel it's a very wonderful thing. And, uh, and also with that at work, I, I, I don't know, but you realize that if you are at a workplace and you, you all have maybe the same job title or the, jo mm -hmm. the same role, everyone has his or her specialty. Mm. Yeah. Don't try to, I mean, you want to do everything. Okay. No. Okay. I mean, there's something you are so good at. Just work with that. Oh, I love that. I love that. So if maybe, we, let's say, we are in a, an accounting firm, when it comes to maybe auditing, we know we are all accountants, but this guy is good with auditing. Just work on it. Mm. I mean, you become the best auditor mm. you can. Mm. There's someone That's who comes with balancing okay. books. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, anytime there's a problem, oh, we can't figure, we, there's a problem, we can balance our books. That Let's is it. Just talk to him. That's, fix that's it for beautiful you. what you're saying. A lot of people in the workplace don't have an identity. Find a, an identity. Who are you? Are you the numbers guy? Are you the presentations guy? If it comes to negotiation, he's the closer. Find a, an identity and constantly deliver on that. Don't try to do everything. Don't try to be the the guy who ropes um, clients in, the guy who negotiates, the guy who... No. Sometimes just know your place. Because, again, the workplace, like you were saying, everybody has a role. And it's, it's a team. If I am the goalie, my job is to prevent the goals. The defender should prevent the shots from coming in. Once we all play our roles and we play it to the best of our abilities, it creates a harmonious work. Yeah. So finding your identity, which is a, it's very difficult for a lot of people, but yeah. these are some of the little things that you do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you create an identity, particularly when you go to a new workplace. Nobody knows who you are. Nobody knows where your talents are. Create something. Take one thing and do it so well, consistently. Like if you was talking about with identity, I don't know. There, I don't know. Sometimes the reason why people can't find their identity is that they feel what they do is very small. Mm. I mean, it mm. is mm -hmm. insignificant. Mm -hmm. mm. You know, 
um, during my internship at a bank, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I have a little knowledge with PowerPoint. And the, the branch manager was supposed to have a presentation at the head office, mm -hmm. I think, the next day. Mm -hmm. And then she called me. She said, I'm trying to put this thing together and I'm not... And she just vacated her office mm -hmm. in her and she just mm -hmm. she asked me can i do it and she just gave me her seat mm -hmm. so she was supposed to fix in some tables and do some um artwork and all that and then i did it for her and then she came so sometimes you feel this is like this Nothing. is this is not but i mean in your office they need someone who can really do that it, it, it's beautiful how you put it. People feel what they do is insignificant. Yeah. I'm going to tell a story. There's a guy who was in an orchestra. It was like a 200 instrument orchestra. And every time this guy would go, he played the whistle. The whistle, the normal <laughs> referee's whistle. And he would go to work and he would do his work beautifully. He would hit all his notes and then he would be so happy. But then all these violinists, the people who play the cello, the people who play the, play the keyboard, they get all the glory. Like at the end of the day, the conductor would take yeah. the bow. And this guy was like, man, my job is so insignificant. And so he didn't feel what he did was much. Yeah. So one day he did not feel good. He went. He did his job, but he did it terribly. Because like, ah, if the piano is right, if the violin is right, what what could go wrong? At the end of the day, they got the worst reviews. Everybody was like, this was terrible. This was the worst orchestra we've ever had. Then they asked one of their benefactors, and he's like, today, your whistle guy was off his game. The whistle was all over the place. And the guy realized, well, People bought tickets to come and hear him play his whistle and play it right. Sometimes that's how we feel in the workplace. Yeah. Oh, the managing director is signing all the contracts. My boss is going off for all these business. All I do is PowerPoint. PowerPoint. All I do is stapling <laughs> and photocopying. And so and my work is not important. But until you've been that paralegal who shows up in court and their lawyer is trying to find a, a, a file lawyer. and the papers are loose yeah. leaf and he's like, where's the stapler? right until something like that happens you don't know how important you are to the firm yeah you might not be making all those fancy arguments in court but you stapling the paper together <laughs> you making the photocopies you putting the milk on the uh, you know in the kitchen you the little things we do at work make us so valuable to the whole engine running like think of your body parts right i mean the heart is a big organ the appendix is not that significant. But whenever he says, oh, I'm out of here, <laughs> your whole body shuts down like, hey. So yeah, I feel people feel their contributions of work is not important. But if we change that mindset, it would be a little thing we do that takes us a long way. Be the best whistleblower in the, uh, on the orchestra. And the cello and the violin people would play, but you'd still be heard. That's, that's that's a beautiful because thing. sometimes you can all you do in the office is maybe photocopy but mm. maybe just a day you are absent mm. the next day when you come in they'll say i didn't like how people were really <laughs> doing the photocopies yeah, yeah. yesterday like yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful yeah it's beautiful and and it's it's a lovely thing you just mentioned yeah Sometimes it might not be important. It's like it's more like if you are good at something, the moment you are no more there, mm -hmm. you'll be noticed. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's how it is. And I think that's particularly in the workplace. That's one testament to the kind of job you're doing. When people can feel your absence, that is testament to what kind of work you're doing. And so these are some of the little things. Do your job so well, even if it's stapling paper, even if it's photocopying, that when you're not there, the entire team feels like, oh my gosh, our goalie is not here. <laughs> there are some people who fly through the work. Uh, yeah, you're earning money, you're, you're having all these titles, but when you go, there's nothing that's missing. Sometimes you're even drawing the team back, as you know. But, but yeah, it's testament to what, what, how valuable you are to the team by, you know, being diligent, diligent about your craft, no matter how small it is, doing your best. And these are little things. And if you are assigned to little things and you do them very well, you get that's, bigger things. That's, yeah? that's it. Yeah. And that's true. And, and, and it's beautiful how you said it. Yeah. If you take care of the little things, they go a long way. Yeah. They make a big difference. And yeah. And sometimes an amalgam of little things is what makes the big thing. Right? Yeah. But yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I also, now, I also think that our relationship with our co-workers mm, should also be mm. be be studied, you know, mm. not just go there and act like you're invisible or mm. something. You know, the little thing you can do can put a spell on someone's mm-hmm. face. Your the way you talk, your mannerism, mm. the way you respond to people, you know, mm. they are not something that you you pay with money or it's not anything. But then it's just how you relate with people and how nice you can be. Because you might be the nicest person someone will meet. Mm. You know, you don't know what the person is mm. going through. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's just how you treat people. You know, you paint that picture in their head. They, it, 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 it sticks with them forever. Mm. You mm. know, one thing you say, oh, you're looking pretty. You know, mm. the compliment. Mm. Oh, I like your perfume. Oh, you, you know, that kind of thing. You know, people like to be seen. Mm-hmm. So those little things can also help. Yeah, yeah. Another thing I, I want to add is joy. Doing your work with joy. Sometimes it's not even how you relate with people, but how you relate with your work. You know, there are people you just see them working. You watch them working like, like a shoemaker or someone. And you can see the joy oh. which is doing the work. It brings some cheer into your heart. Mm-hmm. Like if it's the photocopy machine you're at. Like people can see you radiate with joy. You might not be doing the heavy lifting at work. But if you did your job, if your relationship with your job. You know, I actually think that's how you get through everything. Mm. Whatever you, you, wherever or whatever you find yourself doing, Mm -hmm. you know, you find joy in that thing Mm. and it keeps Mm. you going, Mm. right? Mm. Like the moment you find something that will, that you find a joy in whatever you're doing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It keeps you going. It keeps Mm -hmm. you moving. Like, you're like, oh, okay. You don't even realize time is moving. You don't even realize, you know. The time is ticking. You just realize, oh, the day is over already. And then, you know, you go back home. Mm-hmm. You come back the next day. Mm-hmm. You keep going like that. But if you're always thinking about, oh, I hate this job. Yeah. When will I finish? When will I, you know, then it seems like the world is never ending. 24 yep. hours is like yep. three months for yep. you. <laughs> that is that is so true. You you nailed it right on. And, and it's a choice. J- joy is a decision you make. Yeah. You decide to be happy. You decide to go into your work, throw yourself into your work with joy. Sometimes people are like, you know, I, I don't like my job. 
once you get into that position, once you get that point, the, the work becomes so tedious. Like I remember I used to work like 80 hour weeks after college, right, as an auditor. And the thing I did to create joy was whenever I'm behind the books, it's just me and a bunch of receipts and just going through them. I put my headsets in and I'm blasting some music and I'm, you know, I'm singing and I'm laughing and I'm doing it. And then you'd come and see me audit these things, going through these receipts. I'm like, who does this job with this much passion and excitement? And that was me every morning. I come in at 7, I'm listening to music till like 10 p.m. I'm just, you know, I'm always excited. I'm happy, I'm bubbly. If I'm going to present a report, you, you can see a pep in my step. When I'm walking in the hallway, you can hear my shoe click. You know, like, because I, I bring the joy. Because with, with auditing and the jobs like that, if you let it, it, it's going to run you into the ground. It sucks your energy. It drains your energy. So you decide to approach, attack the job with joy. Mm -hmm. You decide. You don't make it, you don't draw your joy externally. But like, I hate my boss, my colleagues mm -hmm. talk about me. When you want the joy to come from the outside, it makes it difficult. The joy should come from the inside. You wake up in the morning, you're like, I'm going to crash it. I'm going to have a good day. And the joy springs from within. So even when people are down, they see your joy and they treat it. Look, some people would have a frown on their face all day. But the minute you walk up to them, they're like, oh, the funny guy is coming. Or the guy with the <laughs> smile is coming. Like your, your smile can brighten up a room. And then they would act differently. So... I feel try to meet your energy. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's the thing. People try to match the energy, right? If you're upbeat, people try to be upbeat. If you're gloomy, even the most upbeat of people is like, oh, here comes Lady Rain Cloud. <laughs> or here comes the guy who draws everybody's energies down. So yeah, I feel it's an internal thing. And these are some of the little things you do. Just pump yourself up with great music on the drive to work. Come on. Put in that tune. Feel like a little jazzy before you get into the office and then i think it goes a long way to making your day and other people's day special yeah any other tricks mm, i guess we mentioned everything okay so now we've we've talked about the little things we can do to be financially sound we've talked about the little things we can do at work to be successful and you know to to kill it and keep the income coming but the thing with work and like even the last bit I was talking about is, you know, maintaining these joy and being able to keep down the stresses because jobs are stresses. Mm -hmm. Work, the, these things are stresses, the deadlines, the, the tasks, the, the things we need to do. How do we... How do we manage our mental health? What are some of the little things we can do to manage our mental health so that these jobs don't take away all our joy? What are some of the things, like minor things, can we mention a few little things we do? Well, we should be able to spread our, our tax like, across and then make sure we don't wait till it's almost time. Deadlines. Yeah, like Stress management. That is it. Avoid getting close to the deadline. Yeah. Some people write the deadline their entire career. Like they're always the the guy who, who gets it done right yeah. at the night at the, um what 59th minute, like the eleventh hour guy. You <laughs> I don't know. For me, I I try to live far away from the yeah. deadline as possible. Yeah, deadlines can be stressful. If you wait, they can kill you. 
<laughs> so if you wait for the eleventh hour, you may die at eleven fifteen. Oh, uh, please, please do not die. <laughs> <laughs> no, it might not die, but you might lose a lot. I mean, and and it's stressful. Like I can't live at that. You know, ninety. You know, some people kind of say they, they get their energy from the fact that there's a deadline. Mm. Mm. That's mm. why they do it close to mm. the deadline. Mm. It's not mm. their fault. Okay, close but then the they deadline. would they would have to find ways to manage their stress. Well, and will it be the best? Well, it wouldn't be the best, but some people claim the work under pressure. You know, I mean that is I the mean, thing I we all say on our CV, right? <laughs> 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 oh, I work well under pressure. Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Some people claim the efficiency under pressure, so they wait till the eleventh wow. hour and start working. Mm. I mean, I mean, the work you produce is it the best? Ah. Uh, hmm. So the, the, I'm the, I'm sure if it was done before time, it would it would really be better. You than have time to review the work yes, and all yes, that. Yes, 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 yes. But unfortunately, you do it on the eleventh hour and just submit what you have. You don't mm-hmm. have any choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So playing Russian roulette with your work in the eleventh hour might not be the best. I mean, I <laughs> wouldn't encourage you. I wouldn't think I it's mean, one of you, the little things you do. Uh, being responsible sometimes is very difficult. Yeah, adulting. Oh That's my god. Me. Adulting is hard, but yeah, it's true. But again, there are little things we can do to manage these stresses. If you are someone who rides the 11th hour train, hey, good for you. I mean, I can't tell you what to do, but find a way to make sure the stress doesn't kill you. One of the things I feel we can do as young people and, you know, as people generally, is find a way to tune things out. Find a way to mentally reset. Like there are some people, again, I would go back to auditors because they are the people I know about. When they are doing one of these annual audits, that like big deal, you can see their whole life is about that. We go from, so we'd normally move, go and audit a firm and it takes like a week to audit, right? And for the whole week, all they want to talk about is the same thing. We get off work, we're trying to have a drink, we're trying to have dinner and that's all they want to talk about. I'm like, can we stop auditing for like, a second, I like to reset. I, I throw myself in when I'm on the job, but when I'm done, I'm done. I kind of want to reset. I want to play video games. I want to hit the gym. I want to take my mind off the task, right? For me, it, it helps. That's how I stay motivated to come in again. Even when I'm, even in school, when I'm writing, if I spend eight hours writing an article, I don't want to spend the next two hours reviewing it. I want to go take a break, play some video games, and come back with a fresh pair of eyes, right? So for me, hitting that hard reset, these are some of the little things I do. And it, it doesn't have to be hours. It doesn't have to be weeks or days. It can be minutes. Just let me watch a one YouTube cut video <laughs> to reset. Look, you start watching that. You and it might end up <laughs> the whole day. The whole day. Guys, am I the only one who goes on Facebook and mm-hmm. Facebook just loves me and suggests all oh, the great things? Yeah. Like, yeah. Or you watch yeah. one American Idol uh, thing. Like, here's yes, another one. one. And before you realize, you're watching like six hours in. <laughs> and then you're like, one last video. With me, it's with um, Instagram Reels. Oh, Ooh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I have never really been a big fan of like TikTok, Instagram Reels, and all those very short. Mm-hmm. But but once in a while, you run into one that there's this TikTok Reel that has. Uh, that was 
today? Did you get anything? Yes, I did. Did you get the English award? No, that was Randy Evans. Randy Evans. Did you get the uh, math award? No, also Randy Evans. Did you get the history award? No, that was Heather in my class and also Randy Evans. Did you get the uh, reading award or is that also Randy Evans? <laughs> well, what did you get? I got detention for yelling, fuck Randy Evans. How did you get all these <laughs> so yeah, these are some of my vices. I go and watch Randy Evans videos and yeah, I mean, sometimes you can do these things to reset. Watch a movie, do something other than your job, you know, answer your friend's call sometimes and go to the gym with them and run three miles. I'm looking at somebody directly. I'm not going to say who. <laughs> but yeah, these are some of the things we can do to get our stresses under control. Any other thing? Hmm. Randy Evans. Eat well. Eat well. Mm. Eat well. Eat well. Tell us more. Tell us more. I, I like <laughs> I like this part. Because I know, guys, before Chris comes in, I'm going to share a secret. Chris is such an amazing cook. He grills the best fire chicken. Like that chicken makes your mouth go on fire. So when he says eat well, he knows what he's talking about. That guy can cook. So Chris, tell us more. <laughs> I mean, just eat well. You know, mm -hmm. just um, if you, I mean, you have tasks to accomplish, mm -hmm. and then you spread them across time. Mm -hmm. It gives you time to plan your day, and also plan your. I mean, how to eat? Um, you have to eat well. Mm -hmm. If you eat well, you you're you are not going to get stressed out. Mm -hmm. You're not going to um, get sick. Mm -hmm. Or in, yeah, I mean, you have to just eat well. I completely go with the eat well argument. You need fuel, right? For you to accomplish all these tasks, you need fuel, and there's no better source of fuel than that. So definitely, I would agree with that. And for a lot of people, it's a good way to reset. Sometimes. It, one way to get through your day is to look forward to lunch and you know your lunch break and your <laughs> coffee break and you know it, it, it sort of gives you these milestones they like these like you know lunch is like halfway through the yeah. day <laughs> and so you power through to lunch and then you're like after lunch i take my coffee and then i respond to emails and then i get some work done and then i get to dinner <laughs> so yeah eat well could be eating could be a good lunch post like you can put them in the significant portions of your day to know hey i earned this chicken <laughs> if y'all be like why do you guys like eating chicken i know yeah. you guys get tired of food. I'm, I'm looking forward to eating if you're watching oh you would love it if you eat well let us know if your watching is that be consistent <laughs> And diligent and give us some watching we're I looking will. forward to it i will all right guys we're going to go into the last segment for today and i it's a toss-up at this point do we want to talk about friendships let's end on friendships let's yeah. end on the chill note yeah what are some of the little things we can do in our friendships in our relationships with our, our colleagues <laughs> our friends <laughs> people we Funny. have to interact with family what are some of the things we can do that the little things that will go a long way to make a difference in their lives? I mean, we have to share life-changing information. Mm. 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 Share life-changing information. information. Okay. Yeah, so you have, I mean, your friends group, you know 
you know you have information on like something that can go a long way to mm-hmm. i mean them. put your friend in the right career mm. or mm. take your friend to the next level mm. share it mm. that's just deep. share it. that's deep yeah that's deep we talked about financial um you know getting financial li- um, knowledge from your friends and chris has just said something you know something you do an investment plan you do something you have a strategy that's working share it with your friends don't let them make the mistake don't let your friend fall in the trap share the information dude don't buy gamestop it's about <laughs> to go down share these information with your friends so that they don't make the mistakes life-changing information that's that is deep and it's really good talk to your friends give them it it might not cost you anything to say hey there's a roadblock ahead don't go you know and it goes a long way to make a big difference in people's lives like you can save a lot of lives that way sharing information that that's really deep if yeah yeah what else should we share share no no no, i'm just (laughs) (laughs) well i think we should we should make time for for our families and friends Mm. too because one thing that really breaks friendship is like time you know Mm. you don't have to no you don't need five hours you know Mm -hmm. you need just like five minutes Mm -hmm. six minutes Mm -hmm. oh i'm checking up on you what's Mm -hmm. up with you is everything okay you know we all understand we are adults and we have things to do but it doesn't mean you let the friendship die out Mm. you have relationship and family friends everything anything relationship needs how do you call it deliberate action Mm -hmm. to build it like you have to make time for it you know Mm -hmm. So that's what I'll say. I mean, mm. make time for friends. You don't need hours. Yeah, that one yeah. you don't. You need some few minutes with them to catch up on old things, something that's happened, you know, yeah. And to add to that, one other little thing you can do is have a signature. A signature. Mm, a signature. What friend are you? Have these little moments, have these things, these these memorable things. Like for example, everybody who's ever spoken to me on the phone knows that within the first ten seconds of the call, there's a unique trait. <laughs> there's a unique thing I'll say. Everybody here is laughing because they know exactly what I'm talking about. It's meant to be a signature. It's meant to, no matter what the call is about, it's meant to get you smiling, laughing. And all my friends and family, it's, it's my way of saying, hey, come on, let's laugh before we get into the heavy stuff. If Fia sits in my car and she asks me something and it's not even related and I'll give it to you. <laughs> if you're watching the tagline. Me who you saying? You don't, you don't even have to ask how are you doing. He's going to tell you I'm better than you doing. Because, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's not... You see, people who know me and people who are close to me know it's, it's not a literal thing. It's just my way of, you know, lightening the mood and it's a signature, right? Every time you even hear that phrase somewhere, you're going to think about, yeah. oh, yeah, that's what Kujo would have said. You know, and, and it's these are not difficult things. Like, I had a friend, AC... And his tagline was, it's your boy. 
Every time you called him, AC is like it's your boy. <laughs> Every time you you'd be like, look, you'd be running like there's a fire or something. And like AC is like it's your boy. <laughs> like no, it's not. It's your boy time. Like do something, move it, right? But it became his tagline for four years in college. Every time you mentioned his name, no matter, even when a professor mentioned his name, he's like, it's your boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? And, yeah. And it's, you know, it's a catchphrase. It puts a smile on people's face. Sometimes people just call you to hear it. Yeah. AAC, it's mm-hmm. your boy. <laughs> and it makes their day, right? And so I feel with our friend group, with our relationships, have a tagline, have, have something you're known for, have something people are going to miss about you. Um, my grandfather had a tagline I've been sharing with my friends lately. They say, he used to say, What is me? He didn't mean it literally, but it makes you smile. Whenever, no matter who you are, when you hear that, you're going to laugh, right? And so, have that thing about you, have that warmth about you, have that thing. Like, it doesn't have to be expensive, it doesn't have to be. Just create this thing, right? That's unique to you, a signature, something. The way you would respond to certain things, the way, and make it consistent. Know that, like, like people who know if they want to laugh about how they're doing, they just know. Okay, I'll pick up the phone and call Kojo. Hey, Kojo, and just saying, hey, you are getting it, you know. <laughs> and so, I mean, it, it's it's something. These are some of the little things we can do to make our friendships, you know, go. It, it goes a long way to helping the friendship. Yeah. People know they would. They are always going to be in good cheer when they are around you. Anything else? Mm. Share your food. <laughs> if you are sharing the watchy. <laughs> oh my god. Guys, what do you think about bonding activities like trips and you know like? Well, well, we are supposed to go on a trip. These people want to boycott the trip. They don't want to go. They don't want to even think about it or even start planning it. If yeah, we are talking about little things people can do. No, we are not trying to snitch on each other. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you, you all know we are supposed to go on a trip, right? Mm-hmm. We've made this announcement mm-hmm. since last month. Look, we are almost through with July and we don't have any plan whatsoever. It's like we are not even going for the trip. Plans are far advanced. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the pipeline. Yes, it's in the pipeline. Oh my A classic Kenyan politician. <laughs> it's in the pipeline. But guys, yeah, we are going to wrap up here on the little things. I think we've shared so many little things. Yeah. And I've enjoyed the conversation. I know listeners have really enjoyed it. If you're listening, there's the Casa podcast, just in case you forgot. Um, we really appreciate you listening. We really appreciate you spending your time to listen to these guys share all these little things that go a long way today we touched on things that help with finances we touched on things that help with work the little things we can do at work that go a long way we've looked at stress management and we've looked at friendships now we're going to dive into other little things guys the news Hmm. is there any news item that came up this week that was exciting did you see anything that news news in brief News. Yeah, the news in brief. Mm, two, three, three. I don't know. I don't think anything major happened. Nothing happened in Ghana. No, really. A lot of things happened, but not, nothing major. You know. What are some of the minor things that happened? Like mm. give the me some. Things. Give me like yeah. Give me some of the little things that popped up in the two, three, three. 
Okay, since you guys are not bringing anything, our crowds of folk finally got the trophy. They yeah. Oh yeah. my yeah. god! And and I mean, the Accra mayor is also doing lots of work. Yeah, yeah. I've seen some the pictures mayor? about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is he doing? I mean, he's making Accra better. I'm impressed. You should be. The other day, he said something that financially wasn't a sound move for the Accra Metropolitan Assembly about the printers. Yeah, that's it, what I'm saying. I'm impressed. No, it was what your suggestion was was a terrible idea. You think so? Yeah, you felt they should invest in buying printers themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. That's not how to run a company, particularly not a government company. So they should rent printers. Yes. Or they can outsource their printing. Uh, what happens? What yeah. happens with owning printers and um? How much you spend on the printers, like for renting, is more than. Like you just in a month. It's a very big building, Kujo. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it's a lot of money managing that, right? No, if you have like four printers, mm -hmm. each department has a printer. Mm -hmm. But in my department alone, we have like three printers. That are rented. That are rented. What What do you think the financial reasoning for renting would be? They don't, they want to cut out costs for maintenance. Uh -huh. They don't want to... Basically, that's the main... Exactly. Thing, right. But imagine if you just had one printer per department. Because we don't print enough to have three so, printers. So I And I, even if you use it or you don't use it, you pay for it. I, 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 I had to buy a printer head for my dad's firm, right? They they have one printer, an Epson printer, a very big printer. <sighs> printer costs like five thousand dollars. the printer, right? And then the head the printer head got spoiled and we had to replace it and Went to Epson and they're like, oh yeah, the printer head is $6,000. I'm like, wait, the printer head is more expensive than the printer? So every time your printer head breaks, you are better off buying a new, a new printer. printer. Yeah. And that's the problem with owning these things. When it's you're renting it, it's someone else's job to maintain. When it breaks, hey, it's broken, fix it. They bring a new one. And that's why firms, and not just Wall Street firms and all those, like they never buy the equipment. You rent it. It's much better in terms of maintenance and to keep it. Listen, when you're renting from a firm, if you're renting this computer from a firm, you turn it on and it doesn't come. You're like, bring me another one. You Sometimes it's almost seamless when you have your service go down. Like that's why all these firms would, even LSU and all these firms, would outsource to like big tech companies. So they don't, they don't even have to think about, oh, my printer is broken. Oh, there's no ink. Oh, there's no this, there's no You just outsource it. And financially, it keeps everything running. And this might be unpopular, but I feel even most of the government agencies in Ghana should be privatized. It should be someone's duty, like even the roads, if we privatize them. Someone's duty to fix and leave urban roads out of it, right? And we're like, if yeah, you can buy like five streets in Accra, you maintain it, and everybody who uses it, all the road users, we charge them a tax on their gas, and then you're going to... So you look at the usage, right? You are maintaining, you can even put cameras, you can record everybody who drives down. And then you go to the government at the end of the month. These are the number of road users, this is how much you owe me. Do you know how much better the roads are going to be? Because it's your private thing. If nobody, if the road is bad, nobody's going to use it, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what they do. Most countries, most advanced countries privatize. London privatizes even its police force. In the city of London alone, there are 15 police forces all private so if a queen needs police like get me some policemen and they would come and you don't hear any trouble you don't hear anybody shooting anybody 
if you shoot your job, nobody's going to hire your policeman. Uh, policeman yeah. And so when we start privatizing public goods, it becomes better than, you know, Ghana, all these government-run firms. If the Ministry of Finance was run by an, an individual who is trying to make profit, I think people go and sit there and do nothing. Go and read newspaper and stay glued to. Private, these government hospitals, if they were being run for profit, if it is your hospital and the doctors are showing up when patients have come to line up since six, they are showing up at 10, drinking tea, taking tea time, before they would take all the nurse. Let's send the first one in. My grandmother has been sitting here since five with a stomach pain. The doctor would wait, a uh, uh, trained doctor. If it was a private man, if it's auctioner or someone, they would fire you. Mm. Hmm. I, I feel, again, I feel a lot of things would be better off if we took it out of the government printer. People would take their paper out and take it. People would remove the parts. Yeah, yeah. To parts but if it's a private man's printer and you call them that their printer head is not, it's not working and they come and it's not there, somebody in the office would find yeah. it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But it's been a lot too. Could even you? these cars, they are like, we are buying cars for ministers. I'm like, why are we doing that? And because do you know why they, they like using the government GV? Because when it breaks, the government fixes it. Yeah. But if it's private, if we get a contract for, say, one of these men to provide cars for ministers, so that whenever they are going anywhere, you're like, you I need in, six. You put in um, something like... Well, a, with a, those things, like with those heavy equipped, like like cars like mm -hmm. this even the mining sectors they mm -hmm. they, they rent source, yes. yeah they rent like they rent they, trucks. They, they use it a lot like the rate at which they use mm -hmm. it and no maintaining it is almost impossible mm -hmm. and even for maintaining it you have to get expertise like mm -hmm. people who yeah. yeah so i i am not a big fan of procurement and procuring stuff i like awarding contracts and secondly it spreads the love like imagine one of the reasons why Ghanaian businesses are not advancing is people hog business. One man, he's a painter, he's a cleaner, he's this, he's that, he's that. In America, someone is just cleaning service, someone is just pest control, someone is just this, someone. So everybody gets something. Someone just sells coffee even in Ghana. With, even go with, to the restaurant even with cleaner. There's someone who specializes only glass cleaning. <laughs> And so I feel if we're able to do specialization, that, like if someone is providing just the printers to your firm, this guy is providing the paper, I'm providing the ink, this one is providing that. We're creating a lot of jobs and people will be efficient at it, right? There are a lot of look, some of our, our, our traditional herbalists, the reason they are not good is they treat everything, yeah, they treat everything. One man, diabetes, <laughs> hypertension, everything, cancer, he treats everything, right? <laughs> but if you would specialize, and we know that if it is cancer, go to this guy. If it is diabetes, go to this guy. One, there will be a lot of people specializing, and everybody will be good. And every, you know, you, Paul Roma wrote, you learn, people learn to do by doing. Yeah. If you do the same thing over and over again, you get more expertise in the field. You get better. You get more efficient. And I feel that's what we should do as a country. Hmm. We have a long way to go. We do, we do. But the conversation has to keep going. And we're going to keep pushing the conversation. And particularly for our listeners and people who get involved with CASA, hey, let's just keep the conversation going. The things we saw on the show, they're just the conversation starters. 
we we want to hear from you we want to know your feedback we know we don't say all the right things we know there are a lot of pushback if yeah someone said i should let you know that richie is no longer a board on the board of the ghana music oh, okay. award we thank god like it's a mistake people make but he's not been on the board for like two years but yeah we we appreciate the feedback we love hearing from you guys we like knowing when you get we we don't go the right way and we like to know what you think so keep them coming and we we once again we really appreciate you joining us on this episode we've been talking about the little things and we're about to wrap up um we appreciate listening like we said last week we celebrated the 1k plays and we're still grinding on yeah we're moving on this is our 20th episode guys episode 20 we're going a long way we're going a long way we really appreciate your love and support and that you always listen guys thank you so much and once again from the tribe it's bye